0: back to the Deeper Dive podcast, Catechism of the Catholic Church in a year. Today is day number 316, and we begin with number 2443. God blesses those who come to the aid of the poor and rebukes those who turn away from them. Give to him who begs from you. Do not refuse him who would borrow from you. You received without pay, give without pay. It is by what they have done for the poor that Jesus Christ will recognize his chosen ones. When the poor have the good news preached to them, it is the sign of Christ's presence. The church's love for the poor is a part of her constant tradition. The love is inspired by the Gospel of the Beatitudes, of the poverty of Jesus and of his concern for the poor. Love for the poor is even more is even one of the motives for the duty of working so as to be able to give to those in need. It extends not only to material poverty, but also to the many forms of cultural and religious poverty. Love for the poor is incompatible with immoderate love of riches or their selfish use. Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have rusted, and their rust will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure for the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, cry out. And the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on earth in luxury and in pleasure. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned, you have killed the righteous man. He does not resist you. St. John Chrysostom vigorously recalls this, not to enable the poor to share in our goods is to steal from them and deprive them of life. The goods we possess are not ours, but theirs. The demands of justice must be satisfied first of all. That which is already due in justice is not to be offered as a gift of charity. When we attend to the needs of those in want, we give them what is theirs, not ours. More than performing works of mercy, we are paying a debt of justice. The works of mercy are charitable actions by which we come to the aid of our neighbor in his spiritual and bodily necessities, instructing, advising, consoling, comforting our spiritual works of mercy, as are forgiveness and bearing wrongs patiently. The corporal works of mercy consist especially in feeding the hungry, sheltering the homeless, clothing the naked, visiting the sick and imprisoned, and burying the dead. Among all these, giving alms to the poor is one of the chief witnesses to fraternal charity. It is also a work of justice pleasing to God. He who has two coats, let him share with him who has none, and he who has food must do likewise. But give for alms those things which are within, and behold, everything is clean for you. If a brother or sister is ill-clad and in lack of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without having them, the things needed for the body, what does it profit? In its various forms, material deprivation, unjust oppression, physical and psychological illness, and death, human misery, is the obvious sign of the inherited condition of frailty and need for salvation in which man finds himself as a consequence of original sin. This misery elicited the compassion of Christ the Savior, willingly took it upon himself and identified himself with the least of his brethren. Hence, those who are oppressed by poverty are the object of a preferential love on the part of the church, which, since her origin, and in spite of the failings of many of her members, has not ceased to work for their relief, defense, liberation through numerous works of charity, which remain indispensable always and everywhere. Beginning with the Old Testament, all kinds of juridical measures, the jubilee year forgiveness of debts, prohibition of loans at interest in the keeping of collateral, the obligation to tithe, the daily payment of the day labor, the right to glean vines and fields, answer the exhortation of Deuteronomy. For the poor will never cease out of the land. Therefore I command you, you shall open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy and to the poor in the land. Jesus makes these words his own. The poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. In so doing, he does not soften the vehemence of former oracles against buying the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, but invites us to recognize his own presence in the poor, who are his brethren. When her mother reproached her for caring for the poor and the sick at home, St. Rose of Lima said to her, When we serve the poor and the sick, we serve Jesus. We must not fail to help our neighbors because in them we serve Jesus. Father Jack,
1: thank you, Bill. The you know this teaching on how to on on love of poor should be a bit of a challenge to us, I think. Or probably, probably for most people, is just a challenge. But um, be, hopefully, we see the the beauty of it, right? That this idea that we we sometimes hear things like the preferential option for the poor, right? That, that comes from the CDF, uh, libertatis consentiae. Um, that it's, it's kind of a, a, a beautiful remembrance to us that, that in serving the poor in and, in having a love of, uh, a desire for, for their good, who, who do not have the means to help themselves. It is, a, it is a uh, way in which we are humbled. It is a way in which we are, Uh, you know, to come out of ourselves and do the right, do the good, do the charitable thing. Um, So, and we see that it is something that comes throughout the history of God's revelation, both Old and New Testament, that um, not to say that we work to eradicate poverty, right? The the kind of silly statistics that say things like, oh, for a billion dollars, we could uh, or whatever it is, ten billion dollars, we could eradicate poverty throughout the world. That's it's not really true, right? <laughs> um, we know that you know how many times we've we've seen you know we, you know whether it's in small ways or large that just pouring money into a, a, a problem doesn't necessarily solve it, right? And Christ Himself says, "The poor you will always have." Um, we need to recognize that it is less this teaching us uh, the teaching to us by the church that is consistent i mean all the way back to the fathers of the church including and even into the scripture itself these two long passages from the apostle james is a recognition that we don't work to eradicate poverty we work to alleviate the suffering of our fellow man we cannot fix a systematic problem we cannot fix uh, an, you know this this reality of of poverty but what we can do is we can always give, we can always love, we can always prove our, our love through works, prove our faith through works, um, that is most clearly seen when we give to those who cannot repay, right, um, you know, uh, the, the person who gives a, a loan, you know, might be doing something very kind, but it's not really loving, it's, it's money expected back, it's a business transaction, you know, you know, very few people fall in love with their loan officer, right, um, but, but the reality of, of, of true charity, of true giving, of true uh, choosing of the poor is that we show such great love because we know we have no expectation of any type of earthly return. That it is an investment in the goodness of the other person who is right in front of us, that there is a bigger thing that is done, not so much following a command, well, a command that nonetheless has been given to us, but rather a conversion of heart to take care of and to love like God loves.